Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Jacqueline Gertz. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so glad to be here. I am excited to talk with you. You've got a a very unique business that you run, and I think the audience will uh, find it very inspirational to hear more about what you do and how you kind of moved into that. So just by way of introduction, you are known as your divine frequency expert, and you're the founder and CEO of Awakening Women, uh, which is, I love the name of your business. You're also the author of a book called The Unthinkable Has Happened, A Guide for the Young Widow. And I know we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, People hire you to help teach them how to tap into their soul purpose and how to use energetic tools to really engage with the magic of the universe, as you put it. I'm, I'm curious about that. And I know what you really focus on is empowering people to trust their own guidance, to release beliefs that are keeping them stuck, and to take the action necessary to achieve the success they desire. I love that you have included that last part. A lot of people stop at the sit there, meditate, think about it, and they forget the action part matters in in this reality. Uh, So let's just jump in. Tell me a little bit about how you got started. What brought you into this as a business? Uh, Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's I had been doing it all my life, huh? right? Because I was always one of the, I was that weird kid that, you know, did palm readings and Ouija boards and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then there was a time in my life where I, I was widowed and I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Who am I really? Right. And that was the first step of that. And then a little bit later, there was a time where I was really at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. I was living in a very tiny, horrible cottage with no AC in the middle of Florida. Oh. I had a vehicle. I had just lost my job. My family had moved to other parts of the country. Um, and so I was like, I was laying there. And if you can imagine, you know, I'm, I'm laying in my bed, looking up at the ceiling fan, trying to pretend that this is a clear ocean breeze, right? <laughs> and the, the, sweat, the sweat is just pouring down. I'm going, how did this happen? Where, how did I get here, right? Yeah. And it, was, it was really in that moment where I thought, you know what? I've been so busy making other people's dreams come true. Mm-hmm. using the magic and the tools that I know to use, but I've been using for everybody else that I had totally forgotten what it was I wanted. And it was in that moment that I thought, huh, something's got to change. And that's really when I got certified as a life coach and, uh, you know, law of attraction practitioner and really started my LLC and said, okay, so now, now we're going to make some differences in the world for, uh, for myself and for the people I come into contact with. Right. So that's really what it was. It was that moment of, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> how did yeah. I- 
I'm sure people listening are thinking, yeah, I've had those moments because we've all had that moment where we're like, how, how did I end up in this situation? And, you know, I, I, one of the things that I know is part of your system of manifesting that life you love is getting clear first. Yes. How key that clarity is of, okay, how did I end up here? And really, what do I want to create? Yeah. And that's, that's really, clarity is always the key. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Clarity breeds confidence. Mm. Confidence breeds action. And action breeds results. Like right? So you have to have that clarity. Here's the key, though. Most people don't know what they want. And we all know what we don't want. Yeah. Right? That's so, very true. Yeah. Mm. So one of the exercises I use is that we start with what don't you want. And we flip it until we tweak it and get what you do want. Because that's when you can, you know, I call it putting your order into the universe. It's kind of like if you go into a restaurant and you say, hey, I want to have some breakfast. And your service is, great, we have breakfast. What do you want? Mm. Right? You know, I'm going to have eggs. And your server goes, great, we have eggs. How would you like them? Right? So you have to have the clarity in order to get what you want. And it's the same thing when you're working with the magic. You have to have the clarity. Otherwise, you can't receive it. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't know when you have is the other thing that I find so interesting. Sometimes I'll do that exercise with clients and we'll go through, okay, what's the business you actually want? What's the life you want? What would your perfect regular day, not the one sipping, you know, mimosas on the beach and in a right. country, but your perfect regular day, what does that look like? And when people go through that, they're like, oh, I'm already partway there. Like some of these things I have in place and it's one of those things where you've got to go, yes, that's why you need to know what you want so that you realize when you have it as well as so that you can create it. So true. So true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because a lot of times they're sitting there and they don't even recognize it. That comes into another another piece of it is once you recognize it, you can have gratitude for it. Gratitude is a huge, huge energy that will bring all kinds of stuff to you. And if you don't have that, if you don't recognize it, you don't see the gratitude and you can't raise your vibration. You know what I mean? It becomes this cycle, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Recognizing it. Yeah, let's let's talk about that one for a minute because I know that's something that people struggle with, right? Life can be challenging and sometimes it's hard to switch your focus from the things that aren't quite going the way you want into a place of gratitude. So what do you suggest for people when they when they say, you know, Jacqueline, I, I want to be grateful, I want to focus on the positive things, but I keep getting trapped in, you know, a negative thought spiral or but there's these things bothering me that aren't the way I want them. Yeah. Where do you start to, to change that? That's a really, really good question because we do, we run into these things like, well, right now I can't see anything that's good. Yeah. Right? There are those situations. Here's what I have found though, it really is a perception. Mm-hmm. and you have to create a new thought pattern. And a new thought pattern is simple, but it's not easy because it takes practice. It takes consistency. But here's, here's the thing about it is if you can begin with something tiny, mm-hmm. the smallest thing that you can just wake up and say, wow, I can see, that's pretty cool. I have a computer, that's pretty cool. It can be something that you just take for granted and so simple. Mm-hmm. What will happen, though, the law of attraction is all about vibration. It's all about like attracts like. If you will start that process of being finding gratitude in the littlest things, the law of attraction, the universe, the energy, will bring you more thoughts like that, mm-hmm. and it becomes easier. So that's, that's the one piece of it. Here's the other piece of it, though, that for me was, was a real 
eye-opener. I was widowed at a very young age, like you mentioned, the, the book yeah. that I wrote. And during the whole time after, I was, I was living in Germany, I have two young kids, we had a business, all of these things, right? And all of a sudden, my world is shattered. So the only thing that kept me going was, there's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. There's always a reason. There's got to be a reason. Now, looking back at that, I can see the gifts and all of the things that have happened since then. So the perception then, what I tell my clients now is, is you have to remember, you have to have an awareness that no matter what's happening around you, there is a gift in it. I promise you there is a gift in it. You can't see it yet. You might, it might be years before you see it, but I promise you there is a gift in it. And when you can hold that awareness, it shifts. It helps you shift into that gratitude easier. Makes it a little less daunting of a process. Yeah. Well, if you can find a gift in, in an experience like that, yeah. then I can see how you can say, you know, there is a gift in yes. anything. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to say it's harder to find, but I can see where that mindset of just what's the gift in this, mm-hmm. asking yourself that question is really powerful. Because it will, it will shift your perspective on it. Just the question will shift your perspective. It will put you in a different frame of mind because you'll, the mind always looks for proof. Mm. When you ask that question, it's going to go look for proof. Okay, well, where, where is it? So let's actually talk about that one. <laughs> I know I have the right person to ask this of. Um, <laughs> there's, I think, you know, I would guess probably almost everybody who listens to my podcast has watched The Secret, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked earlier about visualizing the different things. And, and there's that, that scene in The Secret where it talks about, you know, sit down in your chair. Imagine you're in your fancy sports car and you're driving down the road. And, and what you just said is what my challenge with it is, is like your brain does immediately look for proof. It goes to, this is, this is a chair. This is not a sports car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we look at something like affirmations or visualization and, and manifestation, there is that like, no, but that's not reality that happens in the brain when we try to do that. So what do you, because I know you do teach affirmations and manifestations. So how do you advise people to reconcile that and do it in a way that works? Great question. I, I run into this all the time. Yeah. So here's, there's a couple of things about that. Your brain will always look for proof, yeah. right? So there's a couple of games that you can play to start creating proof for your brain. I'll go into that in just a moment. Okay. However, the, the easiest way is, is to create an affirmation that, uh, that will allow your brain to accept it. So, for example, um, I, I like to use money because people are usually struggling with money. So let me just give you an example with that. So you could say, I am so, you've got to include gratitude and an emotion, okay, in the present tense. So you could say, I am so happy and grateful now that I have $50,000 in my savings account. Okay. Yes. Right? And that little that little voice comes up and goes, liar, 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 right? And all of that energy is destroyed, right? So that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what you do is you say, I am so happy and grateful now that I'm in the process of having $50,000 in my savings account. Now, if you have a dollar, if you have 50 cents in your savings account, your brain's going to go, yeah, 50 cents closer yeah, that, that right. makes sense. I like that tweak. Yeah, and if you, I mean, even if you find a penny you know, in a couch cushion or on the floor, on the ground somewhere, your brain's going to go, oh, penny closer. Right? I like that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. 
you're in the process and your brain will stop the liar voice. Okay. Right? That's one piece. So now with the car, you could, uh, you would have to tweak it to a point where you get it. So I would, I would take a picture of myself in the car. I would like when I, I, I got a little um, Z3 BMW sports roadster, right? Oh, uh, cute. Yeah, it's really cute. It's really fun. And I manifested that. And the way I did that was I went and took my, I took my, took a picture of myself in it at a dealership. Okay. And I put that on my vision board. Uh-huh. And I remembered what it felt like to drive it, to have the wind blowing my hair and what the smell of the leather and, you know, all of that. So that those are pieces of the visualizing. And I, you can still be in the process of it because now I know where it is. I know where I can buy it. I know how much it costs. I can start working towards that. Right. So, again, it's the clarity. Yeah. Where your brain's going to go, okay, you are in the process of owning that. You're, you're getting there. You're moving towards it. Do, do you see the difference in it? Yeah, yeah. That seems like something you could actually say or write that would, would not kick your brain immediately into, have you lost it <laughs> kind of mode. <laughs> There's nowhere near 50,000. What are you doing? You know, yeah. So the, one of the exercises that you can do too is here uh, – so your brain will always look for proof. So you can, you can tell your brain anything. For example, if you say, all dogs are mean, your brain's going to go, oh, yeah, when I was three, a dog growled, yeah. and all dogs are mean. Yeah. You can also say, all dogs are wonderful. And your brain's going to go, oh, yeah, when I was 10, a dog licked my face. All dogs are wonderful. <laughs> right? So your brain's going to go with whatever you tell it, so you have to have proof for it. So when you want to manifest something, you want to start with small things. You want to start calling in that magic and say, okay, um, you can start playing with your intuition. One of, the, one of the exercises is you can say, I want to receive a gift in the next 24 hours. Okay. And you'd be open to seeing how that appears. Huh. And you start playing with it. And there's actually a book on that called E Squared that gives all kinds of exercises in that but you can play with that where where you will you practice where your mind will go okay i'm putting that out there and then you get the result and it's like oh this works yeah right i play with i i do a bending space and stretching time all the time and i and i teach my clients that how to bend space and stretch time to get them where they're going to go in a timely manner okay do it and it's like oh my god it works Yes, it works. So now your brain is going, wait, this stuff works. That's interesting. Okay, so talk to me more about that. I can't be the only one right now who heard that and went, wait, what? (laughs) Bending space. Bending space and stretching time. What does that mean? Okay, so I use it mostly when I'm driving somewhere. Okay. Okay. So, and I am notorious for packing a lot of things into a day because I know I can stretch time. Right? So that means I don't leave on time to get to where I'm going to go very often. So okay. it's like, ah, I probably should have left 10 minutes earlier, <laughs> right? So now I've got to bend space and touch time to get there on time. Mm-hmm. And, this, and I, you know, it's really a game that I play with myself. So when you begin to bend space, it's like if you have a roadmap, right? A paper, a, a paper, well, let me do it differently. If you have a ribbon that is your road, mm-hmm. right? This is where you're starting. This is where you're going, right? So you've got all this ribbon, this in between. If you bend that ribbon and it becomes a loop and you put 
the destination, the, the starting point and the destination together. Uh-huh. All this down here is the space in between. But this is bending space because now you've bent it and now it's right there. Okay. Right? So now once you've done that, you can bend space. You have to visualize that. You're bending it, but you have to visualize yourself arriving where you're going. Huh. You, from the moment you get in your car, you visualize where you're going. So you're bending space. Now you've got to stretch time to make sure in the process of bending the space that you still can manage to get there. So mine, mine is always bending space and stretching time get me there with plenty to spare. That sounds like a whole nother level of, of the idea exactly. of, of affirmations and manifestation. That's interesting. I haven't heard anybody describe that before. Try it out. Play with it. If you're going somewhere, when you get in the car, bending space and stretching time, get me there with plenty to spare, and you will get there on time. That's it doesn't work 100% of the time, but a lot of the time. That's a very interesting. I, uh, I will have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is interesting because I think to a degree when you look at what you said a second ago about like, packing a lot of things into your day, things expand to take the amount of time we allow them. And so setting the timers and saying, nope, 30 minutes, this will be done, it's it's sometimes amazing what we can actually do if we focus and we have that container for it of, you know, this has to get done in this much time. Some of the busiest people I know are the most productive people that I know. So there's something to that idea of being able to really stretch time or or shrink the amount of time something takes uh, when you look look at it. Well, if you think time is, is, a, is a linear construct of the human mind, they're, they're, time is actually an illusion. So when you, when, you, when you, if you're ever in the zone, like you're doing something you love to do, an entire day can go by and you don't even notice. Yes. Right? <laughs> that is definitely true. Yes. And it's the same concept. It's the same thing. It's, a, it's time is an illusion and it depends on how we choose to play with it. Well, you know, one of the things that comes up for me anytime I'm talking to somebody who works in the areas, the fields that you do is this idea that, and and, you know, the secret is one example of it. I know people who absolutely swear by it, this works for me and other people who've tried it and it hasn't worked. So what do you feel like is the difference for people in whether these types of ideas and concepts work for them or not? Mm -hmm. Great question. And I, and I get this a lot too. A lot of times that well they don't take the action action is a big piece of it you cannot just sit and visualize you have you know you can't sit on the couch and visualize you're going to win the lottery you have to at least go buy the lottery ticket right and <laughs> yes. there's an action piece involved in it right so right. That, that's the first piece of it the other piece though is, is we have so many you know it's such a it's such a typical phrase but it's so true limiting beliefs we have so many uh-huh. thoughts running around in our brain that we heard when we were small, it's usually the first seven to nine years of our lives where somebody told us we are not the amazing, perfect beings that we came in knowing us ourselves to be, right? Every baby comes in expecting to be celebrated and cared for and, you know, I'm amazing. Every baby comes in with that. And at some point, we're told or or left to believe that maybe that's not true. And those are the beliefs that then sabotage us when we go to create something different, because then it's like, well, do I really deserve that? It comes down to the I'm not enough stuff, things like that. And there's, there's, there's a lot of tools to, to work through that stuff, but really there's another piece of that. That's, that's usually the, the piece of it is that there's something in ourselves that's blocking it. Okay. There's another piece, though, that, that I play with and I 
because I also believe in divine timing. I also believe I believe in soul contracts and soul purposes, and sometimes you have to gather that education, that wisdom, through several years in order that, then to explode or launch into what it is we truly desire. Okay. So there's both pieces of that, and you have, and it really depends on the individual, and that you know that comes out with with the work that I do with people to figure out is this a, is this a divine thing that you still require some education and wisdom in your life process. Uh-huh. Or is this your own thought saying, no, 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 I don't really don't deserve this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's something that when we actually stop and think about it, most of us can even identify those points, like you said, in the first seven to nine years of life where we thought we were amazing until someone told us otherwise. And something happened that, you know, then our brain goes and looks for that evidence of why we shouldn't do something, why we can't do something. And it can be tough to unwind all of that and get yourself back into a place where you believe, you know, you, you are a being with a purpose here on earth and, you know, you've got to figure out how to fulfill that. But what advice do you give people when they are struggling with letting go of limiting beliefs of, you know, somebody, a a teacher or another kid Mm -hmm. or my parents or whoever told me I couldn't do this or I wasn't good at this. Like, where do you start to unwind those? So the, the very first thing is, is to remember it's not real. It's a lie. It's only somebody's opinion. It's not real. It's just somebody's opinion. Yeah. And it might even be your opinion. That's where it gets tough, I think, because we, we internalize those mm-hmm. things that other people say mm-hmm. to where it's hard to look at it and say it's just opinion because mm-hmm. we've chosen to believe it. Right. So when it becomes your opinion, now, first of all, it's the awareness, like, well, it's interesting, why do I have that opinion? Yeah. That's interesting, why do I have that? And then you can start questioning. So the question that you, that will open up your creativity and open up to something different is, I wonder. I wonder what it would be like if I didn't believe that. I wonder if that's true. I wonder. That opens up that childlike access to creativity that's the first piece start wondering about it you, you don't you don't want to take it as a fact yeah. right because it's just an opinion it's not real huh. it's not real that's the key it's not real it's just an opinion so i wonder what else is possible if i didn't believe that what could i believe instead and then you can start then your brain will go to start looking for well why am i wonderful I wonder what makes me lovable. Your brain's going to go find proof for that. You know, that's really, really interesting. I've never heard anybody put it that way. And it's it's funny because, you know, when you look at a lot of this more woo-woo energy stuff, and then you look at the science behind things, what you're talking about, science would describe as a reticular activating system. Yes. Right? It's that exactly. you're going to go find it. And so it's interesting I had never thought about applying it in that way to those beliefs and finding proof of the opposite being true of what we've maybe accepted. That's a fascinating way to look at it. And then you can take that a step further and you start doing mirror exercises. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you say, I love you and I approve of you. Mm -hmm. I love you and I approve of you. And here's the key to that. The brain, because I love the science as well. I love quantum physics. I love the way the brain works. I love how it all ties in with the energy and the magic. So when you start doing that, now you're playing with the brain in the other way that the brain loves familiarity. The brain loves what's familiar. So when you create a new familiar thought, I love you and I approve of you, 
now you've created a new self-esteem energy that's building. And then that goes into the different chakras and, you know, all the energy pieces of it. But mm. it all, all builds on one another. That's, that's really fascinating. You know, I remember one time a coach gave me the exercise to write a list of 10 positive things about myself and stand in front of a mirror and read them, and I literally couldn't do it. It was that hard for me to let go of where I was at the time and my own beliefs about myself. I was just, I stood there and cried because I couldn't say those positive things. And I think there's a a lot of us, I think most people actually have had those things happen in life that we chose to internalize. I mean, when you're a kid, it's hard not to, right? Right. It goes straight in. It does. It becomes part of who you are in a way that is really hard to pull yourself out of that later. And, and it's, it is something that, like you said, it's about the awareness and then making the choice of, okay, I want to reprogram this. And, and it's not always, you know, snap your fingers easy, but it's possible to do. It is totally possible. And this is why there, there are a lot of people like myself who work in this area because, you know, there are so many of us. And I mean, I'm no different. I had tons of things. I, you know, I, I have an eye that's blind that used to stick out to the straight to the side. I, you know, the kids were horrible. I mean, this is all kinds of things that, you know, we have programming from when we're, when we're a child that, oh, you can't ever do anything. Right. You're certainly not good enough. And it's okay to acknowledge that, that that's what was programmed. Yeah. And it's up to you to shift that. If you desire to really shine your light and recognize the brilliant god spark that you are it's up to you to change it you get to do that because here's the other piece of it i'm going to add this real quick because i I know we're running out of time here but everyone is in an important piece of this jigsaw puzzle we call life Mm -hmm. so if you recognize what does the puzzle look like when a piece is missing Mm -hmm. it's incomplete it's not whole so no matter what kind of programming you had you matter you're here for a reason and it's that brilliant light that you shine that you get to uncover again and access again. Love that. I love that. Totally agree. I think everybody is here for a reason, and we're not complete until we step into whatever that is and get it out there. That's awesome. Well, let's let people know where they can go to find out more about you, and I know you've got a cool project that you're uh, getting ready to put out there, so talk to us about that. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, first of all, um, they can find more out there. Find out more about me at JacquelineGertz.com. There's actually also a, a gift for them, for your audience there. It's a, the Manifesting 101 guide that they can cool. download uh, on that website, Jacqueline Okay. Awesome. We'll make sure there's a link somewhere near where you are listening or watching this that you can can click and go grab that. If the uh, kind of tweaks that Jacqueline shared to manifesting and affirmations, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Go grab the guide. It'll be uh, useful for you in figuring out your next step along that path. Absolutely. Thank you. So the next project that we have coming up, it's called Wildly Magical, and that's magic school for everyday life. It's like magic for the masses. So it's going to, it's really, um, it's a membership service where every month you're going to get access to teachings about how to really engage those unseen forces that are awaiting your command. Interesting. there's an option there that if you choose, you can also receive a box delivered to your home with magical tools that coincide with the teachings of that month. So we're very excited about that, and that's at wildlymagical.com. Very cool. We'll make sure we include that link, too. You know, it's always interesting to me to watch and see how different business types are scaling themselves up and looking at, okay, 
this is my message. This is my thing. How do I get it out there to more people when there's only one of me? Right. And some of that might be bending space and yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But some of it is the solid business models of looking at, okay, how do we turn this into a membership site? How do we turn this into a program to get it out there to more people? So I love that you've taken what you do and figured out how do you literally put it in a box that you can share and more people can, can learn from what you offer. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking time to uh, jump on with me today and, and answer some of those questions that I'm sure you've gotten a million times, but the most of us have about all of that, you know, kind of foggy feeling world sometimes of affirmations and manifestation. And I think uh, you brought out some really great points that have people thinking a little bit differently about how they approach their visualization and those pieces of things they're doing to really create that life they want. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Wherever you are watching or listening to the podcast today, make sure you go check out Jacqueline's site. Find out a little bit more about what she does and how she can uh, be there to support you in creating that life you want. And hit like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and we will see you back again soon for another episode. Thanks for tuning in.